0: Hi, I'm Dr. Stephen V. And this is the Take Care and Live podcast. Well, you know, the Take Care and Live podcast is designed to help you live more meaningfully each and every day. And so whether it's just me or one of our special guests that we have from time to time, the intent is for us to apply our lived experiences in a way that elevates how we see ourselves, how we see others and how we interact in the world so I hope you brought along a friend with you today. It's going to be a great show. Let's get ready to take care and live. Well, I'm glad to be with everyone today. I hope you had a fantastic week last week, and I hope you took some time uh, to rest over the course of the weekend. It is a a privilege to be around today, to be alive today, to be vertical, as some people say. Don't want us to take it for granted at all. In today's episode, I'm going to go back to move forward. Uh, I'm not gonna go backwards, but I'm gonna step back for a moment with you to go forward. And I'm gonna refer back to episode two, Pushing Through Belief Gaps. If you haven't listened to it, I encourage you to listen to it. Um I actually enjoyed going back to it myself to getting some nuggets I needed to make sure I held on to as I move forward in the world. In that episode, I'm not going to steal the whole thing from you, going to invite you to listen to it, but in that episode I talked about understanding that there will be a gap between what you believe for yourself, what you believe is possible for yourself, and what others will believe is possible for you. And so living in that reality, living in that tension, knowing that there may be instances where there are people who um, don't believe what you have faith for like you do, not abandoning relationships necessarily or riding people off because they view things differently, but really just sitting in the seat of the reality that you have been given faith for something and to believe for something that maybe someone else doesn't. And your job, our job is to live boldly in that faith. But I want to go back to that because I want to lean on the character of one of the people I talked about in that story of Caleb and Joshua, who, along with 10 others, went to pursue a promise and after they surveyed the land, only two people came back with the faith to believe they could accomplish and reach that promise. And it was Caleb and Joshua. There was something very unique about Caleb's life that we want to really lean on. And you might be someone who, I've said this before, but you may be someone who does not have a particular faith someone who doesn't uh, follow uh, a biblical worldview and that's fine. I guarantee you though, you will be able to pull away from today's podcast some nuggets that you could apply to your life. And if it leads you into a biblical worldview, great. But nonetheless, you will walk away from this podcast today with some great nuggets. So let's talk a little bit about Caleb and His character, because it wasn't so much about Caleb believing for something that looked challenging and difficult to others. It was really about his character, where his character were centered. Now, Caleb lived throughout his life. We can infer that that Caleb lived throughout his life with the lordship of God as being front and center for him. For Caleb, he trusted what God said. If God said it, he believed it. And in the case of pursuing this promise, God said it, he believed it, and held on to it. Caleb lived... His life allowing God to be Lord of who he was, and the Lordship of God was his primary commitment, it was his lens that he used to engage in the world. So, here's the lesson whatever lens you're using to engage in the world is your Lord, whatever lens you and I are using to engage in the world is our Lord. It is the one thing. It is the one person. It is the, it is the force that is dictating how we respond to the world. So important. So a key product of, uh, of Caleb's character and faith was that he allowed God to be his Lord. God's Lordship being front and center. So here's a lesson. The lens you use to see the world becomes your life. Your life becomes your legacy. The lens you use to see the world becomes your life. The life that you live becomes your legacy. Caleb. He internalized his internalized commitment to God was noted in Joshua 14. Fourteen. It describes him as being someone who wholeheartedly followed the Lord, the God of Israel. That created his wholeheartedness. You know, what wholeheartedness is wholeheartedness is absolute loyalty. It is being unswerving. It is being unambiguous. It is being unflinching. It's being committed. It's being unreserved. It is being absolutely devoted. That's what being wholehearted means. And that was Caleb's attitude about life because he believed what was promised to him and because God was Lord, okay? All right. So the lens you see the world through becomes your life. Your life becomes your legacy. We're gonna talk more about that in a second. So that created an uh, impenetrable mindset right for specific action. When you are wholehearted in your character, in your lens, in how you're viewing the world, how you're viewing that challenge, how you're viewing that op- that opportunity, you develop an impenetrable mindset. You almost be- develop a mind of steel. Right. Very difficult to to, to deter you. Right. So while while he and all the other spies went to see this promise, this great land, the opportunities that this new land, this new home would bring. uh, His wholehearted belief that it was possible was so profound that any. Visual. Or verbal. Opposition to what was deeply ingrained in his belief could not penetrate that belief. And so he was able to hold on to something that looked big and impossible and for some unrealistic to approach. He was able to hold on to that promise because of where he wholeheartedly put his faith okay we're talking about character here so what am i saying here what i'm saying here is that faith in god no other way for me to put it for you faith in god reorients your mindset and your perspective It doesn't just adjust what you see as possible. It reorients, it reprograms, it resets your vision, your actual line of sight. It actually resets the lens in which you see the world to line up with what God promises you. Now, if you don't have a relationship with God, I will argue that there will be promises you are supposed to experience, things you're supposed to walk into, opportunities that belong to you but you have not yet realized because your faith has not been reoriented to what he's promised you because there's a lack of relationship. Here is the lesson to that. What you believe in, whom you believe in, and the degree to which you embed yourself in that belief, the degree to which you're willing to believe and hold on to that belief will dictate the degree in which you are able to see opportunities as opportunities. It will impact your faith in God in particular, will impact your ability to see adversity as opportunity, okay? All right, so what is the lens you are using to view the world? What is it? Because what we embrace as our lens becomes our line of sight. What we see and what becomes our line of sight Becomes the, the way in which we uh, operate in the world and how we operate in the world will dictate the life that we're living and the life that we're living will produce the legacy we create. For some of us, maybe not all, but for some of us, I would dare say a lot of us, our personal experiences, the pain of personal experiences, the ones that are so close to us, tend to be the ones we lean on most to get a sense of ourselves, what we use to cultivate our future, right? To make it better. And sometimes in our attempt to run from a bad past, we we make it worse. Now, I'm guilty as everybody else. I've made my fair share of mistakes. If I based my future only on my recent past, we'd be in trouble. I'd be in trouble, right? I'm sure all of us can say that. But I'm talking about knowing who you are just a bit further than that. I got really curious about Caleb and this man who is known throughout history for having this great measure of faith, the ability to see these these uh, who look like giants um, inhabit a territory that he was promised, uh, a land that looked like it was too much for him and his people to handle. Yet he had the belief that it was that if it was promised to him, he would be able to conquer it, that he would be able to walk into it, that he would be able to possess it. So I got curious about Caleb and his origin. Where did he come from? And in doing a little digging, doing a little digging about this man, I went further on in biblical history, right? And looked uh, and read First Chronicles 7. Now, again, uh, if you just want a history lesson, Old Testament of the Bible's always good just to get a history lesson. You'll see a lot of history that is chronicalized in the Bible is historical fact that you can look in uh, history books and and learn more about. Um, So I wanna encourage for those who are curious, uh, intellectuals who might be listening. Okay, so history tells us that Caleb comes from the line of Asher. Now I'm not gonna get into all of who Asher was, what I will say is that history tells us that the descendants of Asher included a man named Jafana. Jafana was Caleb's father. And the descendants of Asher, Jafana being one of them, and Jafana was Caleb's father, they were described as men who were heads of families, choice men. They were brave warriors. They were known to be outstanding leaders. OK, the number of men from Asher's family line, from that genealogy, from that particular line, the number of men who were battle ready, literally, who were warriors were over 26,000. OK, that's Caleb's history. So Jephana is the father of Caleb. Caleb comes from a legacy of, of folks who were Heads of families, choice men, like chosen men, brave warriors, outstanding leaders. So Caleb had a history of people like this. Who is in your history? Because while Caleb had the opportunity to make his own decisions, he could have been like the other Ten of those guys who said, nah, man, it's too much for us to take that territory. I can't do it. Nah, man. You can apply for that job. That job is just too big for me. Nah, man. We can't make that big of a move. That's intimidating. I don't know. I mean, you know, I maybe I can see moving to the to another region, not another continent. Nah, I don't know. You know, listen, man, I'm 48. You You talking to me about getting married now and having kids and starting a family? Yeah, I think it's a good idea, but nah, I don't know. That's too much. You could have been like those 10 who thought like that. But Caleb's history was different. He had a history of tapes, of model men, of brave warriors, of outstanding leaders who contributed to his narrative of how he saw the world. His faith and commitment was wholeheartedly to God. Faith and commitment, regardless of where you put it, that's a personal responsibility. That is a personal action. No one can make you do that. That is something you personally do. However, On top of that, Caleb also had a lens, a historical lens in which to see himself that shaped his belief. You can't come from a family of warriors and not something in you be stirred up to be brave. You can't come from a legacy of outstanding leaders and something in you not have the passion and the will to lead. Okay? So I want you to think about your history. Where do you really come from? Because I think it's crucial that you and I dig a little bit deeper. If we can't access a, a healthy model, a healthy picture of who we are based on our most recent past, we may have to dig a little bit deeper to help us out to get a sense of what we have to offer the world, to what could help give us the muscle and spur on the passion and the vision and the faith forward. Now, Caleb didn't rest on the laurels of his family history. Your family history could be a hot mess. You could look way, way back and find that everybody was broke and frustrated and lonely and depressed. And uh, you could have that kind of history. However, Caleb shows us that his individual commitment, his commitment to reset his individual priorities and where he would put his faith wholeheartedly was good enough to shape his future so you can look back and use your legacy use your legacy your family history dig deep look for some richness there because there's richness in everybody's history But you will need to lean on your individual will and commitment to where you're putting your own faith for what's possible for your future, for your present and your future. You and I can use our past, right? Our history, our family history, As fuel, but not as a fallback, for sure. Personally, we have to use our faith to move forward. Your faith, my individual faith in what's possible for the present and the future is what will fuel us forward. Okay, so you say, Stephen, where are you going with this rant? I'm coming back to character. I'm going somewhere and we're about to land this plane. You and I, Putting myself in there. You and I must demonstrate wholehearted commitment in our character to what and whom we believe in if we plan on actualizing, experiencing that promise. So no, I don't know what you're hoping for. I don't know what your great ambition is of your heart. I don't know what it is you need to be believing wholeheartedly for. But I do know you have to do it wholeheartedly. And Caleb's character was not fixed on the thing. Caleb's character was fixed on the one who could provide it. And oftentimes we lose hope because we're we're hoping that the thing works out. Rather than trusting in God who has the ability to get us to the place, to get us to the thing in the way that he is designing to get us there. Not necessarily the route that we would prefer, but the route in which he is creating and paving for us. And sometimes that route can look intimidating But it will only be intimidating for us. It will only look impossible if our lens in seeing the world is based on ourselves and not on the one who is the promise keeper. See, this is the deal. Now, you might get offended and want to stop this, but you stick with me. Caleb's hope was not in people. Caleb's hope was in God. That is why when the other men came back and reported that, oh, we can't take the land is too much. They're giants. Did you see the amount of land that's there? Man, my family and I can't handle taking care of all that land. What you talking about? Planting alone. What would, would kill us? He didn't use he didn't base his faith on what he saw. Caleb based his faith on on the one who made the promise. So who are you believing in? Where are you putting your faith? Where are you putting your hope for the present and the future? Because success in business, success in your family, success in your own personal life, success in your own mindset will begin and only be transformed, I believe, through your faith in God allowing him to reorient your mindset, your perspective about what's possible to not only adjust what you see in the physical, but to reset your sense of vision so that you can live beyond what's just in the line of sight and actually get a hold of the promise that was made to you and God has made specific promises to you and to me, but we're not going to actualize it if we only focus on what's in our line of sight rather than what's in the vision that he's promised that we can live out and see fulfilled. Guess what? Caleb, 45 years later, him and Joshua were the only two of the original who experienced that promise because they were determined to wholeheartedly put their hope in someone who was bigger than them. And that hope was God. Where's your hope? Think about where your hope is. That makes all the difference in the world. It'll make all the difference in every area of your life No question about it. And if you have not seen challenge, enough challenge over the course of this year alone, 2020 to this point in 2021, you have been hiding under a rock. If you don't have a reason today to reorient your vision so that you can walk into the promise that has been made available for you, you're missing out. You're missing out. And so is your legacy. So is your family. So are the people who are going to come behind you. They will be missing out because you are refusing to allow your lens to be changed. All right, that's it. Thank you for spending time with me. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Thank you for joining this episode of the Take Care and Live podcast. I'm excited you spent the time with me today. And I'm going to ask you to do me this favor. Write us a review. Let us know just how much you enjoyed the show. And if you enjoyed the show so much that you think it's worth sharing with a friend, go ahead and do that too. We would love to hear just how much this show has impacted you and the friends you shared it with. And remember to do this one thing and do it well. And that's to take care and live mm